We at V2V Community Church believe in the authority of the Word of God. We teach and expound from the scriptures which forms the foundation of our faith. We pray that this message blesses you. we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for a hunger and a, a desire for the things of God in the hearts of your people. Father, as the word is preached, may they catch on fire. May, may your spirit ignite within them. May the word come alive and burn on the inside of them. May your word, Father God, be like a fire shut up in our bones tonight in the name of Jesus. I release faith in this in this congregation tonight. I release courage. I release tenacity. I release boldness upon your people tonight, Father God. And as your word is preached, I pray that faith will rise up in each and every one of their hearts tonight. And most of all, Father God, I pray that they'll not just be hearers of your word, but they will be doers of your word in the name of Jesus. I yield myself to you right now, Holy Spirit of God, to use me to minister your word. I count this the highest honor and privilege to be able to stand in this place to proclaim your word. Father God, what an incredible honor. And I pray that you'll use me tonight mightily to preach and to deliver your word. I pray every ear will be opened and every heart will be receptive. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Should we get straight to it? Grab your Bibles. Let's go straight in. I want to make sure and give you everything. I've already lost... 13 minutes on the clock. I think they gave me 45 minutes. But um, hey, who's who's clock watching? To those who are in the sound or whoever's back there that put the clock up. Rebuke the clock. (laughs) Amen. We don't do clock, right? Do you do clock when you're praying? Amen. I want to to jump right in. I'm talking to you tonight. um, And my title of my message is A Call to Be Courageous. A call to be courageous. And I, you know, I was getting loads of um, downloads um, from the Holy Spirit as I was standing there in worship tonight. And I want us to just jump straight into um, Numbers chapter 13. We all know the story of um, the ch- children of Israel. They got to this place where God's done this incredible, incredible act of deliverance, such as they have never seen or experienced before. God brings them out, delivers them from Egypt, not only delivers them from Pharaoh, a powerful, powerful dynasty um, they were delivered from, and God brings them to this place, and God's given them a promise, very much like God has given us a promise in his word. We have multiple promises that God has given us in his word. And God brings them to this place. And uh, in Numbers 13, I'm going to abbreviate just for the sake of time, but in Numbers 13, uh, Moses speaks to the the children of Israel, appoints 12 spies to go in and to spy out this land that God has promised to the children of Israel. And they go in and they come back with this incredible report, um, comes back with grapes the size that they had to carry it between two men on on a pole and they were so big they couldn't carry them and they're saying that the land is 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 a prosperous land you know when God gives you something God gives you the best right and God's promise when God's God's promises are are, are just mind-blowing when God promises you something it's incredible and God's promised them this land that flows with milk and honey and they declare that it's so but there are giants in the land. What happens? Um, where they should have responded to the promises of God in faith, in courage, fear comes in, doubt comes in. And because of that, they fail to walk into what God had prepared for them. And many of us today, we don't walk into all that God has prepared for us because when we see the giants in the land, we back down and we, we forfeit. We walk away from the promises of God. We walk away from the blessings of God because we lack courage. Are you here tonight? Um, and I, I'm going to break it down in a, a moment, but I just wanted to set the, set the scene there. And again, in Deuteronomy, Moses is speaking 
um, to the children of Israel and about them, their refusal to enter the land. Can I say that the giants, um, God gives you a promise, yes? But the, the giants are there to cause your strength, your courage to go to another level. God could remove the giants, but then our faith would never grow. Faith grows when you take on those things that God has left there. Listen, if God left them there, he knows you have the ability, not in your own strength, but with his backing, you have the ability to defeat. You have the ability to overtake and recover all. Just the same way, when God promised them, God wasn't dangling a, a carrot before them. God wasn't teasing them when he said, I've promised you this land. Yes, there were giants in the land, but God already had a plan that if you step out in faith, if you step out trusting me, if you step out in courage, you know what? I'm going to deliver them into your hands. But many of us, we look at the circumstances surrounding the promises and we step back, we, we draw back in unbelief, we draw back in fear and we fail to inherit the promises that God has for us and then we wonder God why did this not come to pass it was never God it was that we drew back we lack courage can you say amen and I hope this encourages you tonight to think about some things that that God had promised you and when it came to it how um, how we positioned ourselves determined whether we walked into it or whether we drew back so what is courage um, I'm just meditating you know there's the English language has sometimes got many words for the same thing I like uh, you know just meditating this message and um, faith is another form of another word for courage or courage is another word for faith we talk about faith but we don't associate it with courage read the book of Hebrews we'll touch on it in a moment but faith and courage go together because without faith the requirement to step out and do the impossible the requirement to step out and do something that looks impossible without courage the requirement to step out and do something hard, something difficult, something you've never done before. Faith and courage is one and the same. You can't say you have faith and you lack courage. Can you say amen? You can't say you're a person of faith and you're fearful. Because courage and faith are the self-same thing. Are you with me tonight? So what is courage? The, the dictionary defines courage this way. It is the ability to face and deal with a dangerous or difficult situation. That's an extreme. It's the ability to deal with and, and face difficult or dangerous situations. And oftentimes we face, may not always be dangerous, but we face difficult situations. And many of us draw back from it because it's hard. Oh, that's too hard. That's too challenging. That's too difficult. I want to, I'm challenging you tonight on where you, you may draw back. I'm challenging your faith tonight to see where it's at. Can you say amen? There are two parts um, when it comes to courage. The first thing is to face. When, when, it, when you have a situation, when you have a circumstance, courage faces it. Courage doesn't run and hide. The second part is to deal with it. And um, we, you know, if you, even um, dealing with a bill, you have to face it and you have to deal with it. It's, it's a lack of courage and it doesn't help anything if you're going to hide it in the drawer. So courage faces things. Tell your neighbor, you've got to be confrontational. <laughs> You know, courage and faith is confrontational. It doesn't draw back. You have to face whatever it is you're going through, stop hiding from it. Whatever it is you're going through, stop being in denial and pretending it's not there. Face it. That's the first thing you do. Whatever it is you're going through, I don't care how hard it is, you must face it. Second thing is you deal with it. You have to face it and you have to deal with it. It doesn't matter how tough it is. Courage deal, faces problems, faces giants, faces situations and it deals with it. 
David, when he saw Goliath, he didn't, the, the rest of Israel were hiding because of this big giant that was threatening them. There's a whole bunch of them. And I'm sure if they all charged him, they could have took him down. There's one man. But you know what? They were all hiding. But here comes this little 16-year-old um, lad. And he sees this big giant of a man, someone that's experienced in warfare. That was courage, but it was faith in God. David didn't go and face Goliath in his own strength or in his own ability. David faced the problem, which was the Goliath, and David dealt with it. And when we learn to step up to the problems that we encounter in our lives, we will learn to face it. I've never, um, nothing's ever gone away by running away from it, hiding, pretending it's not there. You have to face it and you have to deal with it. Turn with me quickly to Joshua chapter 1. Verses 1 through to 7. It says, after the death of Moses. You know, sometimes when you read your Bible, um, don't just read. Just stop and meditate on the bigness of the situation. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Pause. Joshua is just this guy that's been serving Moses. But here comes this huge, huge responsibility that Moses is dead. What happens now? It'd be like um, God saying to you, well... You've got to take over the running of this whole ministry. And you're like thinking, little old me, what can I do? What do I know? And the responsibilities, and it's not just the responsibilities. Joshua was around long enough to know how difficult the people were. Moses was challenged with these people. They moaned, they groaned, they complained. And we're not talking a handful of people. We're talking thousands upon thousands of people and that Moses is led out. Now Moses is gone and God says to Joshua, now you've got to step into Moses' shoes. Think about that for a moment. That's huge. That's scary. That's massive shoes. You have to think about the scripture sometimes to really get what God is trying to communicate to us. This is a massive shoes. You know, when we, um, when Pastor Paul Goddard passed away, you know, we, we've been speaking with Matthew, his son, a um, 29-year-old young man. Um, he, he didn't expect, he was not prepared for his father to leave. Now his dad's gone and the, the whole responsibility of stepping up and taking his dad's place in the ministry now falls on his shoulders. He had no choice. He could have, well, I guess he did. He could have run away and said, I'm not doing it. Some people do. Um, and the, the, you know, the, the, the desire is there. The desire to run and hide is real. But you know what? He stepped up to the plate and that, that took a huge amount of courage. I can't imagine at 29 stepping into shoes like that. You know, many of us, we, we, because we don't understand certain things, we can't relate. But this was huge, what Joshua had, this responsibility that you're now having to step into Moses' shoes. Moses, of all people, the one that spoke face to face with God. Moses that God used to bring all this plague. I mean, this will be like stepping into some, well, Moses was a giant, he was a giant in the kingdom. And Moses had, had this, he had this resume of incredible things that God had used him to do. And now, God, you're asking me, out of all these people, God has chosen Joshua to step into Moses' shoes. And I say that to say that this, um, this presentation that God had put before Joshua wasn't any light thing. It wasn't any small thing. It took courage. Are you here? It took courage. It took faith to, for, for what God had called him to do. But I don't see anywhere where Moses, um, Joshua is saying, God, I can't do this. Moses had to face it and he had to deal with it. And sometimes in life, you don't have a minute to step off and like, I need time out. <laughs> You just got to, as the occasion um, arises, you, there's things that you, God will call you to do that requires immediate action. Sometimes you don't have time to lick your wounds. You don't have time to take a moment out 
to recover. You just got to step up. Matthew didn't have time to take out to grieve his dad. He had to grieve on the go. Joshua, Joshua was close to Moses. Everywhere Moses went, Joshua was there. I think Joshua had a relationship with him. So when Moses passed, I think Joshua grieved him. But Joshua didn't have time to grieve. He had to step in immediately. Can you say amen? And courage requires you to step up at the right time. Because you can miss God opportunities because you took a moment out. You know, I look and I turned around and see Josh behind me tonight. Here's Joshua. I, <laughs> um, I look behind and Pastor showed me a picture today where Josh's arm is opened up. Now, most of you, to be honest, if that was you, I mean, Pastor's had to prep me. He's like, you, you may not like what you're going to see. And I'm pretty, you know, I'm not a squeamish person. I, I'm the type that'll sit there and watch surgery. And he's like, this, this may be... He's in church. I said he's in church. I said he's in church. And you know, courage isn't just taking on giants. Courage is like, well, I could have gone home and felt sorry for myself and woe is me and take a week or two off to recover. Hello? That's not courage. What we may deem as courage or sensibility, um, I, I'm going to pray for you later on. We're going to pray for you that God will supernaturally heal that and close that up very quickly in Jesus' name. But you know what? Many of us, we take, we're so soft. We have Christians today, not just here, but worldwide. It is the most frustrating thing. We're so timid. And we're so soft and we're so lacking in courage. And I, I would like to see a bunch of people rise up that are fierce. People that are fierce. People that are fearless. People who dare to believe their God. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 2 says, Moses, my servant is dead. Now, therefore... God just like, like skips along to the next thing. Now therefore, arise, get up, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. And every place that the sole of your foot treads upon, I have given it to you. As I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and to the great sea, toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. Promises. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Verse 6, be strong and of a good courage. Underline that. For this for to this people you should divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Verse 7, underline it again. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. And if you skip down to verse 9, you'll see God says it again. Only be strong and very courageous. Courageous. Three times God has told Joshua to be strong and very courageous. I believe that Joshua needed to hear those words. And I say them to you tonight, whatever circumstances you face, the same word that God spoke to, to Joshua, God speaks to us tonight. Be strong and be very courageous. Whatever it is you face, face it with strength and, and courage. Can you say amen? Choose to be brave. Choose to be brave. I said choose to be brave. Cowardice is a choice. Bravery is a choice. Choose to be brave. Choose to be courageous. Choose to be fearless. Choose to be a person of prayer. Choose to be a person of faith. Choose to read your Bible. Choose to study God's Word. Choose to spend time with God. Can you say amen? Many of us today, we lack courage because we lack um, quality time in the word. We lack courage. We lack faith because we lack um, the word being on the inside of us. And it's a choice. Every day is a choice. It's a choice to pick this up. It's a choice to read. It's a choice to fast. It's a choice to tithe. I said this on Monday night. I said um, that fasting that we're doing 
um, this month is our tithe to God. And if you don't partake of it, don't come in at the last week because that's not a tithe. But we're tithing our time. We're giving God the first fruits of our year. And that means this, this month is not mine to do what I want with. I can't be eating and doing what I want. This is my time. I'm, fa- I'm fasting this time to redeem the rest of the time. You get it? So if I'm doing, I'm doing contrary to what the rest of the church is doing, then I've missed my opportunity to give God the first fruits of my year. And there's promises with that. Can you say amen? So Joshua, after the death of of Moses, is faced with and has to deal with this huge responsibility of leading this people. The giants were still there. They hadn't miraculously died off or disappeared. They were still there. There They still had to go in and and fight those same battles that the fathers um, stepped back from. Um, So they had to go in to to fight to get to the promise God had for them. But it required courage to go in and claim what God had given them. So Joshua, if you remember, was one of the 12 spies that was sent to spy out the land. And it was only him and Caleb, which funny enough were the two that survived from that generation that had died off. Because they saw they said, we can do this. We can do this. We can take these people. And they're the ones that came back with the positive report that the land could be taken in spite of the giants. The rest of the people that, were re- that rebelled, they were sentenced to another 38 more years of wandering in the wilderness till they died. In other words, when you don't believe the promises of God, when you don't um, approach the things of God in faith and with courage, you miss out on inheriting the blessing that God has for you. Can you say amen? That generation died off never having obtained the promises. So God's mandate to us is to be strong and for good courage. I love the scripture that says um, faith pleases God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And if we're coupling it, if we're um, bouncing between the word faith and courage, then without courage, um, how am I I pleasing God? If I lack courage, how am I pleasing God? If I'm a coward, how am I pleasing God? Read your Bibles again. So many times that God is looking for courage in his people. He's looking for people that will be bold and courageous. God's looking for a man or a woman that will be bold and courageous. He saw that boldness. He saw that courage in Joshua. And guess what? Joshua not only walked into the promises of God, but he also became, he got promoted to be the one to lead the children of Israel into the promised land. Let me tell you something. If you want to walk in the promises that God has for you, then you're going to have to take out some giants. You're going to have to find some courage. You're going to have to become bolder than you are now. God knew the trials that Joshua had faced and numerous times he would be tempted to quit. There are times in the midst of walking in courage and in the midst of walking in boldness, you will still get the opportunities or the temptation to quit. But you know what? The true bread of champions, champions never quit. Bold people never quit. Quitting's not an option. Um, we were talking about this the other, the other day. I was talking with Sarah, and I'm, you know, I'm one of those people, and I've done it, um, where I've committed myself to things, and I will keep going even though it's killing me. Is there anyone like that? <laughs> I will keep going. I remember I did rat race. Does anyone know what that is? Rat race. And um, this challenge that a bunch of us decided, there was a few of us that decided we're going to do rat race because we had this thing about doing a challenge a year, a 20-mile obstacle race of 200 obstacles. When I tell you that by the time I finished that thing, I don't know how I was putting one foot in front of the other. The excruciating pain, physical, torturous pain that my body was in was unbelievable. I, I, got it, I managed to get back to the car. It was, when I, it was, it's a long story. I had to ask Jennifer. She remembers. She had to put cushions on a table in the office because I'm like, how can I miss church on a Sunday because I have got this self-inflicted pain? I did it. It wasn't God. And I, I managed to get myself to church. And I said, I phoned Jennifer. I said, Jen, meet me at church. 
I need you to just be able to free my body up so I can walk. <laughs> and she got to church and I'm laid out on one of the tables in the office and we put some cushions on there. And I just needed her to just do something with her anointed hands so that I could stand up in church. And I'm, I can't even, this is how bad the pain was. During the night, I got up to use the bathroom and I could hardly get out of the bed and I literally blacked out. You know when you're in that kind of pain, your body just like, I blacked out. And I, but when I came to, I'm like, I can't even wake him because I'm just going to get a lecture. So I didn't even tell him what happened to me. And, you know, I just, I had to keep all my, the, the pain I was in, I couldn't even voice it. Because I know Pastor would have been like, who told you? And I just got this whole, I told you so, and all this um, type of lecture. But you know what? I'd committed myself to this thing, and it took courage to finish it because it was that thing was the hardest thing I've ever done I do not recommend it I've done it I've got the t-shirts in my bucket list um, that one's down I'm not doing that one again but you know what um, Joshua need there are times when you want to quit anyone that just because someone has courage just because someone is courageous someone is brave it doesn't mean they don't have opportunities to quit it's just that we refuse them it doesn't mean you don't have opportunities to retreat. Some of my toughest times, I wanted retreat, retreat was in my head. Go find somewhere else, do something else. This is too hard. But you know what? That's, it never got any further than that. I chose not to meditate it. You know, those thoughts come, but it's what you do with them right there. The thoughts come to quit. Oh, this Christian walk is too hard. You know what? This Christian walk takes courage. People who lack courage are the ones that's not here today because this is not easy. It takes courage to get up and to serve God. It takes courage to live for him. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? It takes courage when people, your family and people like that talk about you and make fun of you. It takes courage. And people who can't handle the heat, they quit because they haven't got the courage to, to press in and carry on. Courage, I'm going to break it down in a moment, but it goes across the board. It's not just being on the front line of battles. It takes courage. Joshua had opportunities to, to retreat or minimize his gold. That's why God told him three times, be strong and courageous. That's a great scripture to memorize. God is calling us. You and I to new and greater challenges this year. We're at the beginning of a new year. We have no idea what this year has in store for us. At the beginning of 2018, this time last year, I had no idea what 2018 held for me. But you know what? It's the courage that was, that's been built up over a period of time. God puts it in his word like this, that David slayed the lion and the bear. It's as you take out one, as you defeat it or you gain the victory in one area, God takes you up to a greater challenge. And as you gain the, the victory in that, here comes another challenge. Before David could get to a Goliath, he'd already taken out a lion and a bear. You can't run from the lion. You can't run from the bears. They come in different shapes and forms. It may not look like a physical lion, but what's a lion to you? What was hard to you? What was scary to you? If when you overcome that, God, God promotes you to another level. And here comes a bigger one. You know, the mentality that you, you, know, you have with Christians today is, Lord, I don't want to face that. We want to run. That's not courage. That's not courage. That's not, how, that's not the way God designed us to be. You can't be trying to get out of things. You're meant to face them. You're meant to face them, and you're meant to face them with a fierce face. Yesterday, we were, um, we were doing some, video, um, some movie um, clips for the Women of Excellence Conference, and, you know, we had to, I had to make um, a mean face. <laughs> and, you know, trying to look mean and trying to look aggressive, and they were telling me all kinds of things to think about to, to look mean. And to, but we have to look at, at the challenges in life. And one of the, a great way that we were told is to, you know, like if you've been running and you're exhausted, and just make a face at the problems. 
You, some of you don't want to look at your problems. You don't want to face your problems. When the t- going gets tough, you make a face and you grit your teeth and you get in there and you face that thing and you deal with it. Stop whimpering, stop moaning, stop complaining, but make a face and hopefully your face will scare the problem away. <laughs> Amen. You've got to learn to get some backbone. Stop moaning. Moaning doesn't scare the the problem away. It's courage and faith in God. Can you say amen? Can you say amen? Is there any giant slayers in the house? Is there any lion killers? Hallelujah. (laughs) And then you go out of here and two minutes later you're crying about something. We've got to get some strength in us, amen? I'm encouraging you to be, um, to be champions, to have courage. So God is calling us to new and greater challenges and we can respond to them with enthusiasm and see his will done or we can with reluctance have him wait for other believers to rise up. The children of Israel, they instead of them inheriting the promises, God raised up another generation to take their blessing. Is God going to have to raise somebody else up to take what you were supposed to have? She'd say, no way. So this is a call to courage in the face of entering the unknown, unknown to us. Listen, 2019 is unknown to us. What next week, next month, halfway through the year, what it has in store for us is unknown to us. But guess what is not unknown to God? And he's already gone ahead of us and he's already prepared the way. So it's not unknown to God. We've never been to this place. Even today, we've never been here before. We have no idea what this, the, this day, this night holds for us. But you know what? With God, we can have courage. With God, we can have courage. This is a new year that we've just entered. Some people are already encountering their giants, and I'm sure some of you in this room are already encountering giants. But it's how you look at those giants, how you face those giants is a real question. Can you say amen? The question arises, how much courage do you have? How much courage do you have? You better know. The people that you walk with, how much courage do they have? The people that surround you, are they, have they got courage or are they cowards? I've learned in life, um, in my 60, what am I, 61? <laughs> After a while, you just stop counting. It's really not about how many years you've been here. It's just how you feel. I don't feel 60, nothing. So, hey. <laughs> but you know what? I've realized in life it's the people around you that I define I define the people around me. I define the people that speak into my ears and into my life. Because a crowd can look good and people can look good. But when you're going through something, I need people around me that have courage. I need people around me that have faith. I need people around me when the going gets tough. They, keep, they can motivate me. No, I don't just rely on them. I have my own courage. Don't, don't lean on other people's courage. You must have your own. But I need people around me that know how to lock in in prayer. I need people around me that, need, need to, that knows how to lock down in faith and get their teeth faith into the situation and war with me until we see the victory. Your life could depend on who's around you. Whether you live or die can deter- is determined sometimes by the people that's in your life. If you've got courageous people in your life that know how to fight, that know how to hold on, it can determine whether you're here or whether you're gone. Can you say amen? There's a definition to what we call friendship that's a whole nother level. I don't need people in my close proximity that don't know how to fight. I don't need naysayers in my corner. I don't need people that's going to question the word of God in, in, in the situation I'm going through. I don't need people to say, well, maybe that's not the plan of God for your life. That's not the word. I don't need that. I need people that's going to look in with courage and with tenacity I don't want you rubbing my back. You heard me tell you that before. I'm not into back rubbing. I need fierce people in my life. Can you say amen? 
And you know what? It's not just me having fierce people in my life, but anyone who I'm connected to, they know that I'm fierce too. It's not, you know, many of us, we rely on other people's strength when we're going through something. We start calling everybody, pray for me, pray for me. Listen, if there was nobody else to call, if there was everybody else's phone battery was dead, you better have enough courage and faith on your own to be able to stand, face that thing and deal with it. Can you say amen? If, a de- if demons are walking in and out of your, your home, you shouldn't have been, <gasps> when Parisia shared her testimony, you should have been the type that, yeah, bring it on. Many of us today, we don't even want to confront demon-possessed people. Oh, because it's scary and because you lack courage. The devil's more afraid of you. Oh, that went down like a lead balloon. <laughs> I said, the devil's more afraid of you. If we see somebody that's, been bound, that's bound by demons, courage should rise up to want to see that person set free. Not want to run away. Oh, I'm scared. I'm going to run away and leave you alone with that demon. No, the authority that God has given me and the courage that God has given me and the fact that I'm a child of God, how dare you be in this person? Come out in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? And nothing. Say nothing. Nothing, the Bible tells me, shall by any means hurt me. Whoo! My courage chest comes out. Then I, if God's word says that, then I don't care how ferocious or what the manifestation of this demon is. I'm ready to take you on because you're subject to me. Courage. Tell your neighbor courage. So I'm going to get some. Amen. Do you pray for these things? Do you pray for these things? Say that with me tonight. Say, Father God, give me more courage. Say, I want more courage. Lord, give me courage. I just set you up. (laughs) You can't retract that. You've said it. Expect. Tell your neighbor, expect something. (laughs) How else are you going to get courage? (laughs) <laughs> how else are you going to know what's on the inside of you until unless you're faced with something it's like patience how are you going to get it <laughs> but don't be scared to ask for things like that because you're scared of what may come courage says I can't I can deal with this I remember saying to God one time you know God I'm reminding you of your word you said you'll not give me more than I can deal with you ever ask, told that to God? You ever reminded him that? I said, God, you, you said you'd never give me more than I could deal with. This is more. This is way more than I can deal with. And he just was silent. And I, when he didn't speak back to me, I'm like, okay, then I can deal with this. Because if he's brought me here, I can deal with this. If whatever's you're facing you, you can deal with it. Because he said he'll never give you more than you can bear. So where you are at... You can deal with it. You get it? It doesn't matter how horrible it looks. You can deal with it. If he's brought you here, he said he'll not give you more than you can handle. You can handle it. (laughs) I said you can handle it. So suck it up. Square back your shoulders. Put your courage chest out. Face it and deal with it. Say hallelujah. Am I, is it working? You get encouraged? Amen. Hallelujah. It's a call to, in, to courage in the face of entering the unknown. I, I love some of these quotes. I put some of these quotes here. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. Courage is fear that has said its prayers. See, when you pray, You know that God's already heard you. Courage is fear that holds on for one more minute. Don't be a quitter. Courage is the ability to not let people know how scared you are on the inside. Whatever you're going through, stop voicing your fears. 
The devil don't know you're scared until you open your mouth. Can you say amen? Courage is doing what you're afraid to do. Do it afraid. Don't let fear stop you. Whatever it is that God's put in your heart to do, do it. Amen. Where there is no fear, there's no courage. Because you don't need, there's no requirement for courage if there's nothing to be afraid of. So courage is something that's needed for something that is in front of you that's causing fear. But it doesn't stop you. Think about it. Courage is the ability to face and deal with a dangerous or difficult situation. Whatever you face in life, and we all face challenges. Last year, my dad died. Last year, um, Pastor Paul Gadawa passed away. There's many other challenges that we faced last year. There's many battles that we went through. But you know what got us through it? Courage. Courage. We could make a party out of it. We could sit here and we could cry over it. But you know what? Courage says pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and get on with life. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Most of the popular images that we think about today, when we talk about courage, we think about people that's on the, on the battlefront. We think of wars. But you know what? Courage is, that's great, but many of us will never be in the army. Many of us will never be on the battlefront of an army. But there's battles that we may face in our own individual lives. Courage is the individual or the family dealing with cancer. That's courage. Courage is the single mother struggling to raise her family on her own. She gets up every day. She doesn't know how, but she does it courageously. Courage is a widow who faces the last years of her life without her husband by her side. I think about my mom and how she grew up with my dad. They went to school together. They've been together um, the majority of their lives, they lived across a road from each other. It's courage for her to get up every day and to live the rest of her life without her partner by her side. That's courage. Courage is a child of divorce struggling with low self-esteem, with doubt, with anger, with feelings of rejection and getting on with life and not using it as a crutch or an excuse to stop going. Courage is the parents fighting for their premature baby. Right now, Alan and Stephanie are fighting, standing and fighting courageously in faith. That's courage. This courage has many different um, looks. Courage is a single person who chooses purity over promiscuity. That's courage to say, you know what? I'm going to keep myself. In this world that we live in, and I'm getting persecuted from my peers and people around me. But I choose to stay pure in, in despite um, the opportunities to be promiscuous. That's courage. To stick to your resolve, to, stick to, to choose to live for God. That's courage. Can you say amen? It is amazing how much the Bible has to say on the subject of courage. Psalm 100, sorry, Psalm 27, verses 1 to 3 said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom or what shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of, of my life. Of whom or what shall I be afraid? When evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besieges me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then will I be confident. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. God did not give us a spirit of fear, church. If you have a spirit of fear, timidity, or anxiety, it didn't come from God. I said it didn't come from God. God does not give to his people a spirit of fear. The first step to courage is to remember who you are in Jesus Christ. To, re to remember that in Christ you are strong. In Christ you are victorious. You're accepted. You're justified. You're redeemed. You're saved. Remember who you are. You're forgiven. Your sins are washed away. You are seated with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. You are justified. You are righteous. You were born again to be courageous, not fearful. If you're a child of God, fear should not be in your DNA. Can you say amen? You were born for courage. 
You were born to do exploits. You were born to do incredible things for God. Can you say man? You were born for bravery. You were born for strength. You were born to be an overcomer. God has given you his spirit and his spirit is, is brave. His spirit is an overcomer. His spirit is courageous. And if his spirit lives on the inside of me, then I should be all that he is. Can you say man? You were not born to be a loser. You were born through Jesus Christ and through the power of the Holy Spirit to be victorious over the problems, struggles, and trials of life. We may not have um, giants or um, enemies that we've got to take out in different countries like we read about in the Bible. But yes, there are different giants and territories that we have to take in life. Husbands and wives, you have to take territory with your children in your marriage, in your circumstances. We have different types of trials and, and um, battles that we have to face in life. But you know what? It's courage that we, we approach those things with, knowing who we are. So I want to encourage you. And the first thing you need to do is confront your fears. Don't hide from them. Don't be in denial about them. I found that the only way to overcome fear is when you confront it and deal with it. You face it, you deal with it. I had a little thing about um, heights one time. I'm like, you know what? I don't believe in fear controlling me. And I'm like, well, how can I, how can I get rid of this out of me? I don't want fear in me for nothing, for nothing at all. I'm not afraid of things. And I found fear. And I says, well, what can I do? Okay, well, let's go jump out of an airplane 12,000 feet up. That got rid of it. So you know what? I can climb up any tall building now. I don't feel nothing. Because you have to face it. Second thing, you deal with it. Whatever your fear is. If you're afraid of heights, go and find a, Go do some bungee or something. Find something. To, you have to face it. And you have to deal with it. Can you say man? So confront your fears. Proverbs 28, 1 says, A wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous. I said the righteous. Is there any righteous people? The righteous, my Bible tells me, are bold as a lion. Is there any bold people in here tonight? See, fear will dominate your life. You may have noticed that fear will dominate your life until you decide to confront it. You have to look fear straight in the face and say, you're not going to intimidate me or win over me. I remember when Pastor shared his testimony about being scared of the dark. You know what? He turned off the light and he faced it and he dealt with it. And it went. Because a lot of fear is uh, mind games that the devil plays with you. That's all it is. It's shadows. He plays mind games and it, there's very little substance to the reality of it. Amen. You'll never win until you rise up and confront the thing that's dragging you down. Confront. Amen. Courage is confrontational. The second thing, have a healthy mind. Have a healthy mind. A healthy mind is absolutely essential to getting free from fear. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if, I'm, if my mind's not healthy and if my mind is not regenerated with the word of God, then my mind is going to affect the way I feel. Can you say amen? You look at any sports people, I, you know, sometimes when I'm watching boxing or I'm watching like a movie with um, any you know, basketball or baseball or whatever, you have a coach and his job is to get into the heads of the athlete. You can't, he, he's going to speak things into the athlete's mind that's going to make them believe that they can do anything. What's he doing? He's, he's challenging their mind so that when they get out there, they're not going to um, be afraid of the opponent. I've seen boxing matches, you know, when, especially when it was, um, what's that aggressive one? What's his name? Tyson, Tyson. I remember, you know, Tyson, if you used to watch his fights, he was pretty um, intimidating. And I knew at the beginning, before the fight started, whether his opponent would, was beaten or not. Why? Because I saw the face. I saw the face. He looked at his giant and he felt that giant's going to beat him. If he had, if, and you know what the incredible thing is? Somebody took him on that thought, I can beat you. Somebody took, so he was beatable. 
Your problems are beatable. It's just how you're looking at them. If you're looking at your problems and they look bigger than you, you think they look, then you're going to be defeated all the time. Can you say amen? So you're having a healthy mind. Um, the negative side is that you have to cut negative people out of your life. Cut negative people out of your life. The people who have access to your ears, cut them out of your life. Those who are dragging you down, you've got to distance yourself from people like that. You've got to stop allowing them to have access into your life. You have to speak to them, rebuke them if they speak negative to you. You probably have people telling you that you can't. It can't be done. It won't work. You have to cut those kind of people off and stop listening to people who are feeding into your fears. Can you say amen? Memorize scriptures. That's how you have a healthy mind. You're not, your mind's not going to be healthy and your mind is not going to be strong if you do not take the time to memorize the word of God. Amen. Train your mind in the right direction and your heart's going to be filled with courage. Psalm 121.1 says, I will lift up my eyes to the hill. Where does my help come from? My help. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Psalm 91 is another great scripture to memorize and get on the inside of you because whatever you meditate on, you're going to become. Amen. And let me close with this quote. Whatever battles you're going to have to fight this year, let this mind be in that whatever you face, you won't be afraid. You won't give up. You won't be intimidated. And you won't lose heart. Whatever battles you face this year, resolve it in your mind now that you will not be afraid. You will not give up. You will not be intimidated. And you will not lose heart. Face everything that, you, that comes your way this year with courage, with faith, and with tenacity. Can you say Thank you for listening to this message. If you'd like more information on the church, please visit us at v2bcommunitychurch.com or you can contact us at v2bchurch at aol.co.uk. God bless you.